6.43 on your Monday morning. Kevin Martell in for one more day for Greg Morgan, who will be back tomorrow. It's a big, big week for the Regina Humane Society. Workers are busy moving to their new location, and they're beginning to open up and offer services from their new location. Executive Director Lisa Cook joins me now to time it all out for us and explain it. Good morning, Lisa. Good to talk with you again. Well, wonderful to be here. Thank you. What an exciting uh, time for you guys right now after all the fundraising, after the project that I think uh, what was like a decade in the making. You guys and let's face it, the animals tails wagging furiously in excitement, I'm sure, during this time, no doubt. Tell me why it's an exciting time for the Regina Humane Society, Lisa. Oh, I'm, I'm speechless. I don't even know where to begin. Um, it is, is as, you're, as you said, well over a decade in the making. Um, our Animal Community Center, um, we are actively uh, moving our animals and our operations, our veterinary clinic, uh, into the new space. And uh, it, is, it has been long worth the wait. Um, I know I had tears in my eyes when, when I saw the animals leaving our building and, and making their way into these bright, beautiful, home-like spaces. Um, it really is transformational how quiet it is and how comfortable the animals uh, are settling into this space. So this new building is, I mean, really, it's it's like a night and day and, and really is a completely different building and setup to your previous location and, you know, how many times bigger too, right? Yes, it is near double the size of, of the old facility, and everything in it has been intentionally designed and, and functionally organized so that the spaces and finishes, are they reflect um, best practice biosecurity, acoustics, and, and odor control so that the spaces can be as comfortable for the animals and people as possible. I um, mean, our cages have been replaced with clean, warm, and home-like habitats um, with heated floors for, for the animals. So it um, really is a, a, a game changer for animal welfare, a fully functioning veterinary clinic, um, as well as animal services center. Um, and then we have all, all the other wonderful things that the Animal Community Center will provide to the community. We have three large classrooms that are going to be available for public use, um, as well as all of our education and outreach programs. We have uh, uh, two dog parks on the property that will also be accessible to the public. So there, there's a lot that this center has to offer, and it really is a, a, a shift in the concept of um, we're not just just a shelter. Um, we, we absolutely are a part of the community and the accessibility that goes along with that. Regina Humane Society Executive Director Lisa Cook joining me this morning. Is there an area for cats? Did I read somewhere it was a cat patio? Is that is that right? Or Well, the official name is the cat atrium, but it's, uh, <laughs> it, it's nicknamed the catio, um, <laughs> which is a, a three-season outdoor space for our cats, which um, there's there's lots of fresh air and places for them to look out and, and watch what's going on in the world. And, and our, our indoor spaces are designed like that for the cats as well. Lots of high perches and, and interesting places for them to sit and also for our volunteers to sit. We have a, a huge kitty readers program where uh, kids come in and read to our cats to build literacy skills and and, uh, and socialize our cats. And the spaces for them to do that now are, are, are far more um, comfortable than what we have at our, our very, very run-down old building. Volunteers, are you looking for any more of that kind of help? Well, definitely, uh, you know, our volunteer capacity certainly will increase um, straight across the board. We have really a lot of opportunities. Socialization is so important for our animals while they're here. So dog walking, you know, making enrichment toys. Um, we have a new program called the Tailblazers, 
which um, uh, invites volunteers to take dogs out in an adventure for the day. It might be to the beach or on a picnic or something like that. So I think that there is lots of opportunity for, for people to become involved. The big question, are you guys open? Give me kind of the rundown of when you might be off able to offer some of your services. Yeah, well, beginning on Tuesday, February the 6th, um, uh, if anyone is interested in coming down and taking a look at the building, we are open at noon until 6. And adoptions. Big day, Tuesday. <laughs> they open on, on Tuesday, so we have a lot of dogs right now and cats um, that are, are eagerly uh, uh, waiting to meet you. And so uh, your special someone might be uh, right here in this space waiting. Use one of our new adoption meet-and-greet rooms uh, to to get to know someone with four legs. (laughs) Well, as always, Lisa, we appreciate your time and the information, and congrats on the new building. Well, thank you very much for the opportunity to to share it. We are excited to be able to share it with all of the community uh, in the coming weeks. Six fifty-two on your Monday morning. Still some fog advisories up in the province as we wake up. Not for the city of Regina itself. Pretty well all around us, uh, into the east as well to the Manitoba border. Highway hotline this morning does indicate there is some reduced visibility on various highways to the east of us to go along with that, including Highway Forty-Eight, Highway One, a little stretch of Highway One from Belgoni to Coppell, and Highway Ten as well from Belgoni to Fort. Appel. Joined now by Andrew Shepard from the 980 CJME Newsroom. Is uh, How's your vehicle holding up? Is it, uh, is it dirty like everybody else's? Yeah, I went for, uh, I went for a car wash, uh, I think, on Friday. Uh, it's obviously oh. going to get dirtier in this wet, wet, but like I hadn't washed yeah. it for quite a while because I don't like to do it in the extreme cold that we had. It was time. And I needed a wash. I'm like, when it warms up, I'll go. Funny thing, I went to the car wash, uh, and I was about three-quarters of the way through the car wash. The whole wash cycle had ended, and I was just about to get to those blow dryers yeah, yeah. and and the, the the belt just stopped <laughs> and i was sitting there and i'm and like you were trapped in the car wash all like, weekend. Do, I, do i just drive out and then i was looking at the guy behind me hadn't had <laughs> had just started to enter and i thought okay maybe he screwed up and he was talking with the guy and i'm like are they waiting for me to leave and i don't know so i just drove out you're not uh claustrophobic <laughs> no but I, I didn't get i didn't get a dry that's it <laughs> A lot of dots. Uh, yeah. Dots on the window. That's funny. Yeah. Well, with uh, what a warm weekend, but not quite what we thought. It, it originally was supposed to be sunny. It turned to a little bit of mist. I know it was a perfect weekend for us. We were driving around, and my car is, car is dirty. I haven't gotten it washed yet. We went to uh, this movie, Argyle, uh, Andrew. And I know um, you and I are big fans of the Kingsman movies. I think we went to see one of the, those movies together. Matt, Matthew Vaughn uh, was who. Had done Argyle came first to the box office, only eighteen million though domestically, thirty five globally. It cost two hundred million dollars, and so that's a bit of a, kind of bombed this opening weekend. Uh, but yeah. what did you think of it? I uh, it was okay. It was it was just okay. It, it, it was a wild ride. It was a long ride. It was a little bit of a confusing ride. Um, long confusing ride. Yeah, people don't like that. So I I, I don't know. Like it's. I, I didn't. I certainly didn't like it as much as Kingsman. Not, yeah, so. not as good as the Kingsman movies. No. What so about you, the King's Man? Um, I like that too better than probably this movie. But it's on. I think it's coming. They did a partnership with Apple Plus on this one. So if you have a streaming service, I'm sure in no time, like what happens now with movies, they get a theatrical release. Especially this one. If it didn't make that much money, then yeah, it'll probably go to streaming. CJME News Time is six fifty-five. The Grammys were on. 
uh, last night, and Taylor Swift cleaned up uh, a record-setting fourth album of the year. And we also learned, Andrew, she's coming out with more music again. Yeah, she announced another album, and I was thinking, didn't she just put out an album? Like, yeah. where is she writing all this music in the Chiefs' private box during the game with Zach Kalaros? <laughs> I don't know where. I, but then I looked, and really, her last new album was 2022, and I, and that and it's weird because she won album of the year, but that wasn't for last year. That was for 2022, I think. Yeah. Um, but she's released. Uh, seven albums since 2020. Wow. Four of them are re-records right. because of her version now. So uh, so this is her fourth new album since 2020. I find her and Drake seem to... I mean, if you're fans of both of these, and I know the tone kind of sounds like it's a bad thing, but hey, if you're a fan of either one of those artists, they come up with new music seemingly all the time, which... I mean, again, if you have, I feel like that's how, what, like back, like when the Beatles were around, yeah. like they, they did, they pumped them out a lot faster back then, and uh, now there's a lot more focus on touring, which she's also been doing. So that's kind of impressive to be doing all. That. Yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> NHL All Star Game. Um, you, you didn't watch the game. I, I caught a little bit of the, the the games, I should say. The All Stars Skills Competition, though, this is always more of a fun one to me. You caught a, a piece of it, but there's. Someone in particular that you weren't really impressed with, and I, I think a lot of other fans I feel like were. I'm not alone. Yeah, uh, Nikita yeah. Kucherov just couldn't really care less, it seemed. Yeah. I've never seen someone who couldn't <laughs> care less with a million dollars on the line. Was he forced to be there? Like, Yeah, and that's right. He and, must have been. And that was the thing. Like, it, It's not like you're just going there, and who cares if I went? million dollars, and for a lot of these players, especially in the NHL, I mean, hey, that's a lot of money for everybody Fraction else. Fraction of their... Salary, though, I guess. Yeah. Uh, Connor McDavid, <laughs> by the way, would end up winning that overall in points. He won, in, including the fastest skater. Uh, you really do see him, and you think, wow, like he is just so talented uh, when it comes to you know, stick handling and skating and shooting accuracy. He's he's really just got it all. Uh, Andrew Shepard with me uh, coming up in just a couple quick minutes. Rotating strikes. Uh, we're learning the very latest today. Yeah, these uh, next round of rotating strikes uh, was announced uh, on the weekend, and this is affecting mostly no, not nothing in the Regina area. This is a big one in Saskatoon, both the public and Catholic divisions there, and then some some smaller areas uh, in yeah. the north. Andrew Shepard, thank you very much. Seven fourteen on your Monday morning. Hey, we just found out more about the next round of rotating strikes for teachers. That hits Wednesday. Saskatchewan Teachers Federation will focus on Saskatoon. No class there on Wednesday. Also impacted are the Creighton, Northern Lights, and Prairie Spirit School divisions, along with public and Catholic divisions in Saskatoon. The STF say this week's strike involves about 4,300 teachers and 65,000 students. Now, again, Regina, at least in this round, is not impacted, so your kids will still go to class here on that day. We don't have any word of what might happen after Wednesday in terms of which communities, which school divisions, when. So we'll keep you up to date as that kind of information comes in. It was music's big night, night last night. The Grammys, Taylor Swift, she made history, and Celine Dion made a surprise appearance to announce it. And the Grammy goes to Taylor Swift. And who else, right? That Grammy was for Album of the Year for Midnight's, breaking a Grammy's record for most wins in the category with four. Swift used her acceptance speech to announce 
more new music. My brand new album comes out April 19th. It's called, it's called the Tortured Poets Department. SZA won three awards. Miley Cyrus won her first Grammy record of the year for her hit Flowers. Oh, this award is amazing. But I really hope that it doesn't change anything because my life was beautiful yesterday. Yeah, legendary Canadian singer-songwriter Joni Mitchell, Saskatchewan's own. She won a Grammy Award for Best Folk Album for Joni Mitchell live at Newport. The 80-year-old Mitchell even sang last night for her first-ever Grammy performance. I really don't know clouds at all. Saying the classic both sides now. I looked at love from both sides now. From yeah, the album she won for captured her return to performing two years ago. Mitchell said during the Grammy premiere ceremony, this album was a pleasure to make. We had so much fun at that concert, and, <laughs> and I I think that you can feel it on the record. You know, it, it's a very joyous record because of the people that I played with and the spirit of of the occasion was very high and and it went on to the record even the audience it sounds like music now this new award makes Mitchell a 10-time Grammy winner Montreal folk singer Allison Russell also won her first Grammy well we lost a, a heavyweight this past week from music to film and you heard the rocky theme off the top of this break you lost that fight rock for all the wrong reasons you lost your edge you didn't look hungry now when we fought you had that eye of the tiger man the edge and now you got to get it back and the way to get it back is to go back to the beginning you know what i mean eye of the tiger man now, the man who played apollo creed carl weathers passed away now, we just heard new comments from sylvester stallone on his rocky co-star carl weathers was such an integral part of my life my success i never could have accomplished what we did with rocky without him he was absolutely brilliant his voice his size his power his athletic ability but more importantly his heart his soul it's 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 a horrible loss. So, Apollo, keep punching. Carl Weathers also appeared in the original Predator movie with Arnold. Remember that handshake scene that features bulging biceps that, well, it's used still to this day to get a laugh on social media. One of those biceps was Weathers. He had a sense of humor. That was evident in my favorite role of his in Happy Gilmore. Who the hell are you? I'm the club pro here, Shubbs Peterson. I'm offering to teach you how to play golf personally for free no the golf pro with one hand back in 1965 sports illustrated said i was going to be the next arnold palmer yeah what happened they wouldn't let me play on the pro tour anymore oh, i'm sorry because you're black hell no damn alligator bit my hand off. oh my god <laughs> weathers also played in the cfl for the bc lions in the early 70s that i did not know about him weathers was 76 <laughs> Shut up, Happy. Don't feel bad about me. I got my hand back, see? We've only just begun to CJME News Time is now 719. 
Joined as always this time of morning by Evan Bray. Weekend weather, it was uh, it was messy out there. I know my car is completely dirty. Uh, you had the polar plunge. We talked about yeah. this uh, on Friday. How did that go well, with frost? Here's what I'll tell you: is the the temperature obviously was fairly nice. It wasn't like a bright sunny day, but yeah. I mean it was still mild for sure. But that water was frigid. <laughs> The last time I did the polar plunge, it was like minus 30 out and you jumped in the water. It was freezing. You got out of the water. You were freezing. This time I jumped in the water. It took my breath away. It was very cold. Then I got out of the water and I felt fine. I was soaking wet, yeah, but I didn't feel too cold. But that water, oh man, it I, was freezing. I saw a guy in one of the stores that we went to, and he was wearing shorts over the weekend. Mm-hmm. So certainly, uh, I guess, yeah, it could have been a lot worse <laughs> yeah, could for have been, you, but, um, the minus 30 that we normally get to yeah. this time of year. But oh, it's, it's a good event, though, for uh, Special Olympics. Yeah. I jumped at the same time as a bunch of the recruits from the Saskatchewan Police College, and it's class 88 at the Saskatchewan Police College, and they raised 8800 $188. So I thought that was a that was a cool thing. But they raised thousands on the weekend. And of course, last weekend was the polar plunge in Saskatoon. So it's a nice injection of, of cash for a great cause. 724. Uh, we learned over the weekend as well, rotating strikes. The next mm-hmm. round are impacting teachers, not here in Regina. But for the most part, we're talking Saskatoon. Their, their hit on this. Um, obviously a lot more talk in that. We knew something was going to be probably coming today. On yeah, this. and you know, it's it's always interesting to read the online comments. I yeah. mean, you do that at your own peril, but <laughs> but the online comments, you know, people are saying, okay, if I do the math, the number of teachers versus the number of students, it looks like a ratio of about 15 to 1. And the last, you know, the first day of the rotating strikes, it was an even lower ratio than that. So now people are saying, well, maybe we have enough teachers, we just need to distribute them differently. I, you know, I think what you got to remember, there's administrators in there, like principals are part of the union as well. So, um, but you know, again, when you start throwing out numbers, people are going to weigh in on those types of things. So it'll be interesting to see how this shakes out. STF says about 4,300 teachers and 65,000 students in this next round. Um, we're also finally, uh, Evan, getting a little bit more information today after a number of weeks on this whole Five players for the former Canadian World Junior right. team. Um, is that weird to me that we waited so long to get this kind of information about the players and charges around yeah. sex assault? Yeah, there's there's a couple of things about this. I'm going to be talking about this on the show as well. Uh, Roundtable of Justice uh, happens Mondays at 10, so that's one of our topics today. Uh, London Police doing um, a news conference today to talk about this. You know, I'm scratching my head at a couple of things. London Police originally opened up an investigation and then concluded Included it. They shut it. Yeah. And then now, of course, I don't know that more evidence came to light. I feel like a brighter light was shone on it. Which, little, little public pressure. I don't know. that It doesn't leave a good feeling for me in terms of why it was reopened, but perhaps we'll learn that as, as things unfold. But the other thing is I, I am disappointed with the NHL on this because when they first announced about a year and a half ago that they were going to be doing their own investigation, uh, keep in mind Hockey Canada did one, the NHL did one, and London Police. Yeah. But the NHL, Gary Bettman said, this will be transparent. We'll keep you posted. Well, it's been a year and a half. They've said nothing. He confirmed this weekend during the All-Star press conference that it's been done for a long time. Hmm. So 
if the investigation's been done, you promised to be transparent. Like, why, why haven't you been? Yeah. I, I feel like there's a few missteps that have happened uh, through this whole thing, for sure. Roundtable of Justice, as you've mentioned. What else is coming up on the show? Well, today? we're going to be talking about the recommendations from the inquest, James Smith Cree Nation. In yeah. fact, I've got Clive Wayhill joining me, who's the chief coroner, joining yeah. me at 9 o'clock this morning. Uh, so we'll be talking a little bit about those recommendations, his thoughts on the likelihood of of all or which ones will will actually be fulfilled, uh, which ones will bring, bring, you know, I would call it the biggest bang for our buck in terms of public safety. So we'll talk about that with, with Clive. And then Tamara Cherry, who's a former Toronto crime reporter will be joining me on the round table of justice today. And we'll talk a little more in depth about some of these things too. Sounds interesting as always. Have a great show. Awesome. Thanks Kev.